You're listening to the Hope Assembly podcast with Pastor Ryan Day. For more information, you can visit us online at hopeassembly.org. Please enjoy this week's sermon. Hey, good morning, church. Welcome to our live stream. Happy Sunday to everybody. As you know, I'm Pastor Ryan. We're here at Jordan's house doing, we're going to do a live update today. So a little different than what we usually do, uh, but it should be a good time. We do want to share a little bit from the word this morning. So I'm going to give a quick sort of Devo. Um, It kind of sets the stage for what we're doing here in the church um, and kind of what this update's about. So I titled this Devo kind of the Christ in the church, and it's um, out of one of my favorite texts in regards to uh, the church. You've heard me share from this before, but Matthew 16, verses 13 through 20, real quick, it says, when Jesus came to the district of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked the disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter. And upon this or on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly charged the disciples to not tell anyone that he was the Christ. So I love this text. There's just a couple things I want to share from it this morning to set the stage for our update. Uh, first, three quick things about the text itself. One, in this text, we have a great profession. Peter professes, Jesus says, who do they say I am? All the disciples are like, hey, some say Moses, some say Elijah. And all of a sudden, Peter speaks up and says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. This is an incredible profession that that Peter is making. And and Jesus looks at him and says, blessed are you, uh, because man has not revealed this to you, but God has revealed this to you. And so Peter's great revelation that was given given to him by God is that Jesus Christ is the anointed Messiah, the anointed salvation for all the world. That's a great and powerful profession. The second thing that happens is there's this great promise. So then Jesus goes on and says, listen, um, I'm going to build my church. He said, on this rock, on this revelation that I'm the Christ, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So Jesus gives this great um, promise that he is going to build the church. So two things here. The church is God's idea. It's God's church. And that Jesus is the master builder of this church, this idea of church. So he says, listen, I will build my church. So the church belongs to God and God is, and Jesus is the master builder of the church. And then the third thing out of that text in particular is this great prophecy. And this great prophecy is this, that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. That what God is building and establishing, it doesn't matter what happens in the world around us, the gates of hell will not uh, prevail against the church. Meaning no matter what happens, no matter what we face, the victory is ours as the people of God. But all of that to set up this big question, what is the church? Jesus said, I will build my church. What is the church? Is it a building? Is it some sort of conceptual idea? Is it some sort of relic of the past? Well, the the word church, 
and, and this is where we get the idea of what the church is. The answer is that the church is the ecclesia. In the Greek, that's what church means, the ecclesia. Um, it means the assembly or the called out ones. We're, it's where we get the theological idea of the, of the, the ecclesiology, the, the study of the people of God, the study of the gathering, of the assembly of the people of God, right? Our ecclesiology is how we engage with other believers in the context of the church. Uh, Thayer's Greek lexicon says it like this. It's a gathering of citizens called out from their homes into a public space. And so we know that the church is the assembled ones, the, the called out ones, and that they are called into a public space together. And there's a local, of course, and a universal expression, meaning that there are many churches all around the world, but there's really only one universal church, which is the body of Christ, Christ being the head of that church. That sort of terminology Paul uses regularly, the body of Christ and the, by, the bride of Christ, okay? So this is what the church is, the called out ones. We are the church of God, but not just as individuals. Like an individual person doesn't make up the wholeness of the church. The beauty of the church is it is all of these individuals who are gathered collectively unto Jesus, and so there's the local exp expressions of that, like Hope Assembly, and there's the global expressions of that, of all of the universal, or they used to call it the Catholic Church, the universal church, the people of God. And so I would posit this idea that being the church, with this in mind, being the church far outweighs doing church. Like there's lots of people that can do churchy things, but being the church, being a part of the community of God, the collective of God, is way more important than just doing churchy things. Now we're in a season because of the pandemic where it's easy to just do churchy things. It's easy to just go to a bunch of churches online, click in, click out, click in. And so we can say we went to church, quote unquote, but that's different than actually being a part of a body, being connected to a community. And so two things that I just want to leave us with about this idea of the Christ, the Messiah, and the church. One is this, that the assembly, and this is why we call ourselves Hope Assembly, because of this idea of the church, the assembly is essential to unity. And what I mean by that is we worship, we gather together, we assemble together, we worship alongside brothers and sisters we would not necessarily choose. Okay, when we gather alongside others, in a, in a local gathering, we gather alongside others, alongside others that we might consider enemies in other contexts. For instance, we have some people in our church who are um, fans of the Niners. I'm a fan of the Seahawks. We would be enemies in other contexts, but we can worship together in the church. Uh, a little more intense and a real issue right now. You might have people who gather that are Republicans and Democrats that in other political common, uh, uh, contexts are sort of enemies of ideologies, but in the church, they're not. In the church, they're brothers and sisters of Christ. So at the cross, we all become one in Christ and there's a unity that happens when we assemble together. That's part of why it's essential. The second thing is that the assembly is essential to our flourishing. And what do I mean by that? The ecclesia is the community of God. And as a community of God, we gather so that we can fellowship. We gather so that we can break bread, so that we can join in song, so we can hear the word together. We can receive communion together. We can give generously together. We can be formed, indeed transformed, 
together. This is so important to the assembly, to the gathering of the saints. And I would say this is why many of us, myself included, we feel this great ache and this great longing for our gatherings, for our ability to regather again. We've been separated for months now in locations because of the pandemic, and we're longing to get back together. And the reason why we're longing is because we know deep down inside that it requires this assembling together, this ecclesia together, in order for us to really experience a flourishing community, a flourishing spiritual life being formed by Jesus together. So, amen. That's kind of what I wanted to share. Now, that kind of leads us to an idea that we've been talking about. Jordan and I have been spending a lot of hours talking about where we're at as a church, what we're doing to move forward. Um, and so, let's jump into sort of the update here. Yeah, so I love this setting for us because I think, um, as Ryan said, like we've been talking for months and dialoguing back and forth with what church looks like and, and how do we be you know, good stewards of you are a witness in the world around us and still be responsible to um, hope assembly, but also to what the government is mandating and you know, some of those things around us. And, um, there's a pretty big tension in this. And I, I think for us, um, you know, the way I've kind of wrestled to this a little bit is I think we're in this new awakening of the church in the sense is that I think so long we've been operating on just go, go, go and do the kind of the same things. And now it's sort of stripped those back. And I think there's a little bit of a repentance in a sense of, what have we done that we've maybe missed the mark? You know, what have we right. done as a body of Christ that we've been so focused on really the gathering? That's been our emphasis and everything that we do is that if we didn't have a Sunday service that we're just no church, you know? Right. Um, and so even during this time, I think, you know, almost feeling like as the church body collectively, we're sort of in this wilderness of time of what do we do? You know, we're and everyone's in the same boat. We're all in video, you know, you're watching this. And so, you know, how do we best steward that? And so, you know, kind of in light of that conversation, um, you know, how, how do we move forward best in this and yeah. knowing, you know, the tension that we exist in and having to be good stewards? I, I think that's important to, to notate that these last few months have been super difficult for everybody. Like, yeah. not just Hope Assembly, but like all churches. Like, like yeah. I've been in phone calls with churches all over, all over the nation, friends of mine, local pastors here and there's just been a tension and a wrestling and a struggling with how do we move forward um and so these last couple of months have not been easy we have never pastored or had to walk through a global pandemic before you know talking 1918 was the last one and none of us that i know of were alive during that time um and so it's new to us and it's not something they teach you when you're training for ministry like how to pass they probably will in the future uh, but currently, there's not a bunch of books on how to pastor through a pandemic. Um, and so this is kind of where we've been at. And so we've been looking at opportunities. I mean, we've been knocking on all kinds of doors. Other churches have been asking, you know, hey, is there a possibility that we can use your facility? We've been talking to the school district regularly about when can we get it back in um, and how will we be able to get back in. We've been nailing down what would our regathering protocols look like if we can find the space then how do we regather in a way that's safe and that, that takes into consideration our entire congregation? Um, those who might be immunocompromised, those who might be very, very healthy, whatever the situation may be, we want to make sure that we're being uh, uh, true to and faithful to and good shepherds over 
our entire congregation, not just a, a handful of people. And so we talked through a lot of scenarios of what, what the future may look like. And as it stands right now, um, we're going to be online for a little bit longer. We still got some, some you know, lures in the water, if you will. We still got some lines out. We're still fishing through some ideas. But I think it's important that we talk about, um, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm getting ahead of us here, but when we talk about, like, it's not, it's not just a decision needs to be made. It's, there's a lot of protocols and elements involved in how we make these decisions. We can't just say, tomorrow we're going to meet at the park because tomorrow it might be pouring down rain and therefore we can't meet at the park. And if we planned only for that, then now we don't have an online service prepared. And so there's a lot of moving parts involved in this situation that we have to kind of think through. That it's not just like, hey, you can use my home. Oh, cool. But we can't fit more than, you know, three people in your home with the guidelines that the, the city's giving us. And so there's a lot there for us to uh, to digest and work through. I really trust us. Like, we've gone through every rabbit hole humanly possible <laughs> of talking and going back and forth in every scenario and saying, well, what about this and what about that? And then we come back around and say, well, that doesn't work because of this. And so, you know, when we talk about gathering, there's a few essential elements that we kind of have really to do to make work together. And we you know one of those main things is the amount of work that it takes to pull off a normal Sunday service is that, you know, over time we've tried to streamline the setup process to make that easier on everyone. But even in light of that, it's still requiring that it takes people and, and bodies to do that. And so there's a tension in us of like, okay, you know, if we gather, if we have all this set up and no one shows up, then we've you know, spent a lot of man hours and time to, to make that happen. And so one of those main things that we think through is, you know, what does it take in terms of actual people power to to pull that off? Right. right. Um, another factor we've been kind of been thinking through is, you know, now the likelihood is we're going to be live streaming all the time. And so um, we've, we've kind of dabbled in streaming a little bit in the past, but now that's a little bit differently. And so knowing that, um, you know, if we were to decide to go out to the park, then we're trying to wrestle through what does it look like to live stream from the park and how do we have good internet? And so um, that's another essential element for us is continuing the live streaming process that even if we are in person, we will still be having a live stream element. So if people don't feel comfortable, um, they can still watch from home or if they don't feel safe or they're gone or whatever, um, there's still that ability um, to do that from there. And then the last is really the central thing is the actual physical spot. Um, and knowing that we've met in the school for as long as we have, you know, recently switching to wood um, a little over a year ago since Easter 2019, um, you know, kind of being a new spot with that, but you know, we kind of faced that building thing. And so we kind of ran down every possible spot of, of building space, but knowing that we don't have our own essential home for ourselves, we're kind of at the mercy of what other um, spots have and sort of their regulations and how essentially their guidelines. Right. And so for some spots, the guidelines, they're involved with what the government says, and we're not able to really do that or their guidelines are more extreme than the government. And they're just saying no groups at all. So right. we come back to the same spot again of, where we're at with the school district. The school yep. district is essentially saying right now we're not allowing anyone to come into our buildings. Uh, being a coach, it's even a struggle for being a coach in the school district because we're wrestling with that too. Like, how can we meet with our students to even get the season going? So it's a it's a big idea. So with that being said, we're going to be online for a while. Our online gathering is going to be our main way of communicating the gospel for the foreseeable future. Um, and, and so we just want to be clear about that. 
if we get some sort of revelation and some big thing happens, some miraculous deal, man, we're going to praise God for that because we long to regather. We ache for that moment, as I said earlier, but right now we're online. And that brings us to this next point that we have that we want to update you on. Is that, that's our new service time where we're going to stream online at 9 a.m. instead of 10 a.m. So we have been going 10 a.m., but what we're finding is that a lot of times we're sort of waiting. People are, are messaging us saying, hey, we're kind of waiting for things to get started. Um, and so here's what's great about starting at 9. If you want to watch it at 10, you still can watch it at 10. You can watch it at 11, 12, 12, 15 if you want, whatever time. Once it's streamed, it's available on YouTube and, and Facebook um, from there on out. So you can go back and watch it even if you don't make it at 9 a.m. But there's a couple of reasons why we want to go at 9 a.m. Well, one, we just want to get it out there for the world to see it earlier. If you have something going on Sunday, you can get up while you're getting ready for your day and tune in with us and stream with us. And so it just provides more time for people to watch the live stream on Sunday morning. The other thing that's really great about it is we're introducing a new concept that we haven't done. So we had tried for a bit of doing sort of a Zoom foyer, uh, go to the Zoom meeting before service starts and uh, try to check in and say, hey, what's up? But like, I can't go to that because I'm producing live, the live stream and we've had struggles with other people making that. And so it just wasn't as uh, effective as we would have liked it to be. So what we're going to do is a new sort of Zoom idea called the breakdown. And Jordan, why don't you kind of fill us in on how the breakdown is going to work? Yeah, so the breakdown, I mean, I remember growing up in church, we would always have, I don't remember what we called it, but it was like uh, coffee and cookies kind of after. And everyone would hang out and talk and, and catch up. So it really wasn't pre-service as much as it was post-service. I think knowing, you know, when we're not physically together, we kind of lose that value of, of checking in. Um, and so during this time, how do we best kind of steward that? And so the thought was, okay, what if, what if we move it and we go at the end of service and then once everything's done, you can hop on together, kind of essentially we call it the breakdown, but it really is a breakdown of the message, um, a breakdown of our time together. And then it also affords us the ability to, you know, ask any questions and process together, which is kind of a new thing that, that doesn't always happen on a, on a typical Sunday morning. The ability to you know, ask a question, Ryan, you mentioned this, I'm not sure about that, or hey, this is really good. Um, you know, kind of wrestle together. And I think as we come through this next season, there should be a lot to wrestle with um, together. And so this kind of affords us the ability to, to do that together um, in kind of a different setting than we do versus right. just, you know, typical Sunday morning. Right. So starting, uh, obviously not today, but starting next week, we're going to start the breakdown. Um, is that right? Or are we starting today? Let's start following today. Next week. And so what will happen is uh, there will be a link that will be dropped in the comments for YouTube and on our Facebook channel to the Zoom um, chat. And so while you're listening, while you're uh, paying attention to the sermon, all that kind of stuff, if you have questions or taking notes or even have a, a thought to add to it, uh, write that down. Um, join us in the breakdown immediately following the service. I love it because I get to be able to participate in it whereas I haven't been able to participate in the, the earlier gathering before service, uh, I'll jump in there and we can just, you know, chat. It might just be catching up and it might also be just a great time to talk a little bit deeper about maybe what was said in the service. Sometimes things can be challenging. And so, which isn't a bad thing. Um, I, I want to be challenged by the word of God. And so it kind of provides us an opportunity to maybe dig a little deeper in what that challenge looks like. So that's awesome. 
Yeah, so just stay tuned with that. I mean, just allow yourself a little extra time to hop on, you know, Zoom when we're done. Um, so maybe carve out just a little extra time in the morning. The other thing is when we are together, if you are watching live, I think just kind of letting us know you're there. And it's not that we're taking attendance or anything, but I think there is an essence that we know people are watching it together. Um, yeah. So commenting, you know, saying something, you know, I think there's a few weird comments about your shirt choices at, at yeah. times. Yeah, that's great. Um, that's great. But, you know, I think just something of knowing that, hey, we're in this together, even though we're in different spots watching, we're still collectively right. doing this together. And as you're doing that, like, like if something's ministering to you, and we've had a few people who have been doing this, and, and you make a comment about that, then people are recognizing, oh, man, that spoke to me, too. Yeah. And so jump in there, you know, give some thumbs up, give some, you know, heart emojis, give some like, wow, you know, that whatever, um, you know, however you feel. It's not really so that we feel great about what we're doing. It's more so that the community sees that the community is engaging together in what's happening here. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be, I'm really looking forward to the breakdown and those kind of discussions and chats uh, together. I think that can be really, so, so block out if you can. Lock out from 9 to 10.30, okay? It's just an hour and a half. If you, if you have to leave after the service is over, like, we get it. But try to block out Sunday morning from 9 to 10.30. Pop in with us on the breakdown, and let's talk a little bit, hear a little bit more, and uh, and that'll be fantastic. Uh, the next thing we kind of want to share real briefly about, but it's important, is um, regarding your generosity. We want to uh, take a minute definitely to say thank you for your giving. Uh, at Hope Assembly, we are what we would consider a grace-giving church, uh, which means that we don't like pressure or manipulate manipulate people to give. Um, there's no sort of idea that if you don't give, you're cursed, and if you don't tithe, all these sort of you know manipulative sort of uh, ideas around giving. If you want to tithe, God bless you, tithe. What we say at Hope Assembly is if you're a member here, if you consider this your home church, we ask that you give generously, that you give regularly, and that you give cheerfully. And that looks different for every single person, of course. And so we want to really say thank you to everybody who has been giving, who has stuck with us through this whole time. I mean, it's crazy. You can go to church pretty much anywhere right now. Do you want to go to church in Australia? You kind of can online through online streaming. So thank you for those who are tuning in and who are continuing to give. Now, with that being said, I do want to be just honest and straightforward with you. Our giving is down. Um, we've experienced a pretty significant hit over the last couple of months in regards to giving. Um, it, the numbers wise, it's probably about 40% decrease in our monthly giving, which impacts us, especially as a smaller church. Now, We've gone through all of our, we try to be really good stewards of the resources God gives to us. We've gone through all of our expenses monthly and are doing everything that we can to make sure that everything is um, as it should be, that we, we have minimized as many expenses as we can, streamlined as much as we can, and uh, we're still just falling a little bit short. So I would encourage you if you can, and you maybe you just have forgotten because we've been online, but man, if, if, if this is blessing you, you're like, look, I, I want to help. Make sure that Hope Assembly continues rolling in the right direction. We could use your help in that. And, you know, each one do as you can. Not out of compulsion, not out of manipulation. Let the Lord lead you in that. Uh, but we greatly appreciate any sort of um, help that we can get in regards to our general giving. That would be awesome. Yeah, just as much as that giving piece, knowing that we still are supporting, you know, right. like Sean's home media. So right. We still are giving, you know, our resources too, as well to other people. 
so if you want to continue to be generous, you know, we had some opportunities to bless some nurses in the hospitals, and um, yeah. you know, if you still want to be able to have resources that if needs come up, we can fill those, and right. be able to bless others in the community, because there are things that come up, and there are a lot of people who still need help, and so knowing that we have the resources available to, to step in and assist people as yeah. That's a great point. We are within our monthly expenses. We're still supporting our main missionary, which is which is um, Sean and Albania and what they're doing there. But we generally like to have a bit of a benevolence fund that we can use if if needs arise. And currently, um, needs are arising when we don't really have the extra benevolence to take care of those things. So that's awesome. And then lastly, or a couple more things we have here on these updates, we are starting next week a brand new series um, called Dominion. And this is kind of going to be our fall series. It's going to lead us all the way up to Advent, so all the way up to the last week in November. And so uh, we'll be looking at the kingdom of God and um, in sort of three different ways, theological, spiritual, and cultural ways to talk. So we're going to be posting resources. We'll have a blog that will go up on our website. And in doing so, we're going to post some resources there um, that will launch and will move along with this Dominion idea. So we want to talk about the theological, spiritual, and cultural implications of the kingdom of God. What does this really look like? How do we put handles on this? How do we like really work this out in our lives and not just let it be some sort of mental ascent or some sort of big idea or theoretical concept, but like really how do we work these things out in our lives? So we're going to have some books that we will uh, we'll throw out there and say, hey, read these, some articles, different blog posts that other people are writing, just some well-rounded information on the topics that we're going to be providing in that time. Um, so anything you want to add? Yeah, on? I think, you know, I think we all know we're kind of approaching a pretty unique time in history with with politics and elections and the midst of the pandemic and all those type of things. And I think more than ever, having that conversation and understanding like how do we live as believers in this world? How do we represent best represent Christ with you know what he's called us to do? You know, we've done kingdom, you know, a lot of people do kingdom series all yeah. the time yeah. in different areas, but like really how do we approach the things that we're going through and not saying we're just not gonna talk about that because it's uncomfortable. Right. Um, but knowing, like, okay, how do we engage these topics? And we've got to get uncomfortable. Yeah. We talked about the quote, I don't have the quote in front of me, we talked about it last week briefly. This whole idea that even the best of pastors, the, the greatest communicators, um, are going to struggle to see their people formed by the way of Christ when they're spending so much time on social media, so much time with news sources that really they're being shaped and formed by their social media feeds and their news sources. And I gotta tell you guys, uh, maybe a little bit of a rabbit trail, but I gotta tell you, your social media is engineered to be an echo chamber. So we cannot be formed by, I have to fight against this my own self. I cannot be formed and shaped by my social media. I can't be formed and shaped by the news sources that I'm consuming. No matter how good I think they are, I need to be shaped and formed by the scripture because the news sources and the social media, they're all working off of algorithms. They're all working off of uh, you know, ways in which 
It's creating for us echo chambers that are just not good for our souls. We need people in our lives that think differently than us. We need to be welcoming to people who are um, on different sides of the aisle, and, and we need to be gracious to people um, who, who, view, who have a different lens, different perspective, different story in life than our very own. And so social media doesn't provide that opportunity yeah, for us. I sometimes there's this tension where it's like we, you know, it's like, okay, let's take the lens of scripture and apply that to everything around us, you know, or the opposite side is let's take culture and apply that to the lens of scripture. And there's some exegesis and understanding there is some cultural implications that happen during the time of scripture that don't really work today. Um, so really, how do we kind of wrestle through some of those things and making sure that we are being people who, you know, again, represent Christ today, right now, in this time, not right. necessarily, you know, kind of being the people who look at everything that's happening common thing is like well everything is getting terrible and it's getting worse every day this happens and this happens but you know if we take a you know a really big step back and kind of look at everything we could probably say that things are getting better you know even though this looks bad right you know we're getting more resourceful we're getting more responsible we're relying on you know um, different things we're being more connected you know we're seeing things in a different way than we ever have and so i think it's so sometimes you get so caught up in this thing right here that we forget everything else that's happening even on the, the rest of the world things are potentially like it's just these things suck but there are things yeah. that are getting better right. around us and so i think it's hard for us to take a step back yes that's there so again tune in for the king up we'll talk about that communication yep. pieces what do we got they're not getting you sent out an email every single yeah. week so MailChimp's weird. We use MailChimp. Um, if you think you're getting the email or you're on the email list and you think you're getting it, check your junk box um, and just pull it out of there, put it in your inbox, and it should be good. Um, for whatever reason, MailChimp likes it that way, but um, it's the best way to keep track of what's happening in Hope Assembly and what we're doing, what's happening in some morning, especially if you keep adding resources, blogs, books, all those type of things, keeping everyone in the loop. So the best way is to make sure that you So go to hopeassembly.org. Fill out the contact yep. form if you haven't done that yet. Um, and that's a great place. And then also, lastly, we just want to ask for your grace in this season. Like, really, we need to be more gracious towards each other. Like, yep. there's just so many things that are happening. Uh, as you referenced, that we're in a political season, we're in a pandemic. We have an incredible amount of unrest across the nation regarding racial tensions. There's a lot that's happening. Um, uh, and, and so we need to be gracious with one another about what is going on and, and, and everybody's story is different. Everybody's enduring different things at different times. And we just don't know what everybody's going through. So let's, let's just lean into being gracious to one another, providing grace to what God is doing. I think that's a great way for us to really sort of align our hearts, you know, posture ourselves in a position of giving grace, giving grace, seek to understand give grace. I think that that's a super good way for us to kind of move forward um, in these days. And uh, if you don't have anything else, well, I would even say advice. too that, you know, the grace we send others also to ourselves. Yeah. And understanding that, you know, the stuff that we've probably done for years and lived out of, and even if we look at faith, right, everything's just kind of been blown up as mm -hmm. we essentially felt. And so the grace to give ourselves and the forgiveness of God, I didn't do that or I shouldn't do should be doing that. Right. Um, you know, if there's any, you know, mental health issues too, you know, there's just a lot that is happening and just that grace to give ourselves to being like, we might not have it all figured out right now. And, and that's okay. And I think that grace to give that to the people, everyone's just trying to swing themselves. 
So yeah. I think the more that we can take a step back and just breathe for a second, it's like, okay, I don't know if I have this all figured out. Heck, I don't know if they have it all figured out. You know? right. So, but just knowing that we're all wrestling with the same thing right. in different ways. And so I, I think that approach hopefully should help us have a different understanding of people and a different understanding of, you know, church, the government, of everything. Just sort of just breathing in that. Right. Kind of living in that moment of just grace for everything. So good. So good. So if you have any questions about any of these updates yeah. or what's going on, you know, hit us in the comments, send us an email, um, whatever. We'd be happy to answer those. But until next week, the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Thank you for listening. It's our desire to lead people to know Christ and to make him known. If you'd like to support the ministry of Hope Assembly, go to hopeassembly.org. Thank you for listening and God bless.